read this verse a thousand times, just gripped my heart in a special way this last week. Romans chapter 1, verse 11. I long to see you, Paul says, so that I may impart to you, brothers and sisters, some spiritual gift to make you strong or to establish you, to make you stable. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Paul, writing to his beloved brothers and sisters in Rome, and he says, I am longing at the gut level to see you. And the reason why is I want to give you, I want to impart to you a spiritual gift in order to make you strong. And that word sterizo is, is to establish or to, to make stable or to fix or to strengthen. That's what I want to do for you, Romans, Paul says. And then he kind of interrupts himself and he says, no, wait a second. It's actually better than that. It's better than what I can give to you, can impart to you. He says, that is, let me say it a different way. It's even better. It's deeper than that. And he says, that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. One translation says it this way, that I with you may be encouraged among you through the faith that it is that is in one another, both yours and mine. And so Paul says it goes way deeper than what I can give you to establish you. Actually, what you have for me commingled together mutually encourages us. And what's crazy about this passage is this is the one and only place throughout Scripture where this phrase is used, mutually encouraged, simparkaleo, or something along those lines. The one time this is used, and what he's talking about there is he's saying to call upon, to exhort at the same time together, to console jointly, to comfort together. So what he's saying here is that we've got a special relationship, you and I, in the kingdom. It's not the man of faith imparting to the lowly lay people. Actually, what's happening is that I give and I'm filled at the same time because your faith sharpens my faith as iron sharpens iron. Well, this issue of encouragement is replete throughout the scriptures. Encourage, 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 right? Encourage one another constantly. It's throughout. It's a spiritual gift in Romans chapter 12. If your gift is encouragement, what do you do, church? You encourage. You do it. You verb it out, right? Encouragement is so important. But why? I got three quick reasons for you. Colossians chapter one, if you would take a right to Colossians chapter one. This is one of my favorite passages. I was thinking, I was like, I think I preached this last year and I looked it up. It was May of last year. I, I shifted my sermon, which I'm doing right now again, to shift this passage that I've got a list of all your names and all your little bratty kids' names on this list here. I'm praying for you guys and all your marriage issues and character and mind and all that stuff. Well, at the top of this list, I primarily pray Colossians 1, 28 through 2, 3 for you guys. This is primarily my verse, my passage that I'm praying. Listen, Paul says, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present all y'all, the church, fully 
mature in Christ Jesus. Did you know that you could be immature in Christ Jesus? You can be a believer, immature. You can be a baby, never graduating past milk. It's possible. Paul's like, I'm contending that these people grow up into Christ Jesus. That's what I want for you. To this end, so that they're mature in Christ Jesus, to this end, I strenuously contend. When he says contend, what's he doing? Is he arm wrestling Romans and Philistines and stuff? What's he doing? Where's he contending, everybody? In the closet, on his knees. He's contending for the saints that they're mature in Christ Jesus. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Pretend there's not a chapter two there and pretend he just continues this thought. It's not a break in the chapter. He says, I want you to know how hard I'm contending, just like Epaphras in Colossians 4. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for all those at Laodicea, America, and for all who have not met me personally. Listen, listen to me. My goal in prayer, this is my goal. This is why I'm strenuously contending. My goal in prayer is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. Why? So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. Why? In order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Precious Jesus. Now listen to me. What's he trying to get to? He's trying to get to 2-3. What does 2-3 say? That they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's what he's trying to get us all to. At the beginning, I'm contending that they're fully maturing Christ. And then he takes this, this process, this four-step process, so that they would know him. How do we know Christ? Well, it starts with being encouraged in heart. Because, listen, if you're not encouraged, you are what? D discouraged. Anyone ever been discouraged at one point in your life? Okay, one person. Matt, this sermon's for you, buddy. If you're not encouraged, you are discouraged. And if you are not encouraged, then you cannot be united in love. Listen, a discouraged person does not want to be around happy people, joyful in Jesus. I'd rather be by myself. I don't want to be around, anybody ever felt that? I don't need them. I don't want them. I'm tired of them. I just want to be alone. So we have to be encouraged in order to take the next step in being united in love. It's vital. And Paul knows this. I want y'all to be encouraged and encourage one another so that you take the next step in uniting in love. Why is that important? Well, because only when we're united in love can we have the full riches of complete understanding. Listen to me. We don't understand all that we have in Christ Jesus unless you help me understand it. I need Joe Spangler to help me understand who I am in Christ. He provides a piece to the puzzle that I need. Each one of us needs each other way more than we ever thought. And this is why there's so much warfare, so much division. We have to have the full riches of understanding. Why? In order that we may know him. Now listen, 
All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Christ Jesus, that's like the vault in the bank, completely filled, trillions and trillions of dollars. The full riches of complete understanding is the doorway in. Encouragement in heart and united in love is like the passcode to get the door open. Crank it to the right to encouragement, crank it to the left to united, boom, here's the door. Open up the full riches of complete understanding. Boom, the vault, Christ Jesus. It starts with encouragement. And what I'm trying to say to you today is that encouragement, while it can sometimes go down on the list like a cheerleader, like, yay, God, you're the best, K-love, right? Positive encouraging. It's way more than that. It's way, it's got to be deeper than that. It's the entrance point for us to have the full riches. So reason number one, why encouragement is that we can be fully mature in Christ. Real quick, reason number two is because my faith and your faith grows weak, doesn't it? Anybody ever say you'll come off of a conference or a really good worship time or time in the word, and then 12 hours later, you're like, is Jesus even real? I mean, God, we're, you, we're just like the Israelites, right? We forget. It's because we're leaky vessels, right? And so my shield of faith comes down. I'm super big and bad spiritually on Sunday, and then I get to Monday, and my shield of faith is going down. And so Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, you guys remember this. We've got it up here. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. That's the process. Sin, unbelief, turn away. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. See, we've got to do it regularly so that sin doesn't creep in. The shield of faith stays up. So reason number one, encourage to be fully mature in Christ. Reason number two, keep the shield of faith up. Reason number three, Hebrews chapter 10. You remember that passage? Verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Reason number three is to spur one another on. And when in the NCAA championship game that's coming up, when do you need encouragement the most? The first 10 seconds of the game or the last 10 seconds of the game? I'm telling you, we're getting close to the end. All the more as you see the day drawing near, don't give up. Don't lose your faith. Jesus is coming. Hope in him. This is what purifies you. Keep your eyes on the prize. We're almost there, church. All the more as you see the day drawing near, spur one another across that finish line. That's the three, that's the three whys. Why do we encourage each other? Now, real quick, how? Well, we looked at earlier, Romans chapter one, we impart spiritual gifts to one another. Brian Palzer, when I'm down in the dumps this Saturday ago, and he says, let's hang out, and I'm just around him, he's giving me spiritual gifts. He's giving me words of encouragement, prophecies. He's blessing my heart. Well, as Brian gives away, if you picture a water tank inside of him, it goes down. He's giving away. What does the Holy Spirit do as we flow in our giftings? He's filled right back up to overflowing. So that's why Paul says it's mutual. As I impart a spiritual gift, I actually get more than I imparted. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
I get more than I gave. More blessed to give than to receive, right? So that's one way. Number two, the word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, hey, the end is coming. Jesus, the Antichrist, Jesus is coming back soon. By the way, encourage one another with these words. When I read the word of God over my wife and wash her with the water of my kids, or when they read it over me, I'm built up and I'm encouraged by the word of God. And number three, it's with our words, right? The power of life and death is in the tongue. I have the power, and so do you, to build up or to tear down. It's crazy how much power the Lord has given us in the tongue. Well, Ephesians 4.29 says, don't let any unwholesome corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs that it might benefit those who listen. Words can build up. Did you know that? Luke Beale said this last night, we're a living house, living stones, cornerstone Christ Jesus built up into him. Words can tear down. So with our words, we encourage one another. This is why Paul is so crazy about prophecy. This is why he promotes it, he promotes it all the time in the church. Because prophecy, 1 Corinthians 14.3, strengthens, encourages, and it comforts. The one who prophesies builds up the church. By the way, that's why there's such a mess of confusion around the prophetic right now is because the Lord's cleaning it up. He's refining it for this last push here. He's preparing us because we're gonna have to have it all the more as we see the day drawing near. And this is why there's so much attack against this precious gift right now is because it's vital for the building up of the church. Encourage one another. Amy Palzer walks into Target the other day. She was planning a party and woke up kind of discouraged that morning. Can I say this? Can I say it out loud? Okay. Woke up discouraged. It's kind of a heavy weight on her. Plan this stupid party. I got a lot of work to do. No one's probably going to care. It's just, ugh, I got a lot of work. Unbeknownst to her, Lizzie calls or texts, I can't remember what it was, and just says, I am so excited about this party you're planning. Thank you for doing that. It's going to be so good or something along those lines. Amy says she walks into Target like this, discouraged. She gets the text. She looks up. She's like, thank you, God. This is from, you're doing this. Your sovereign hand, you're the one preparing this. And she says she walks out of Target, all excited to go do the work that the Lord had her to do that day. That's a simple example. Sometimes we don't even know what we're doing, but just being around each other builds faith in us. I want to encourage you, do not isolate in this last hour. All the more be around our brothers and sisters. We did that here this morning when we blessed each other and there's more of that to come. Amen and amen. Let's stand up if you are guys. Let's stand up. Lord, we thank you for your word that builds us up. I thank you, Father, for the precious body of Christ and all that you've given us in Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord, you would help us to be encouraged in heart and united in love, God. Even this morning, God, we want to be encouraged in heart. Don't let our hearts grow heavy, downcast. Lord, so I pray that this week, Father, would be a refreshing week. I pray for divine appointments, Lord, and blessing from our mouths, Lord, to build one another up, God. We just ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.